0: Hello and welcome to Mended Teacups Home Ed podcast. I'm Helen, sitting with my cup of tea, and my friend Molly here is with me. Uh, We're still in our own houses because lockdown hasn't entirely finished yet. And today we're gonna have a little chat about Easter, where we are, the sun is coming out again, and it's quite nice to see that and think about springtime. Um, Molly, what does Easter look like in a home-educating family? Is is it anything different to a non-home-educating family? Oh, that's a lovely question, Helen
1: you always think of good questions (laughs) you could have been a journalist actually did you ever think of that or maybe that's in my future who knows maybe that's in your future (laughs) Uh, anyway yes well I think it might be actually because we have as home educating families we've had the real privilege of being able to walk daily with our kids through everything so we have heaps more time with them I know a lot of others as well do very much, you know, we we where I think we're probably more in tune with the seasons as in the physical seasons kind of spring, summer, autumn, winter, as we do nature study and everything. I think we're just more aware probably than some families possibly. And I think also certainly for me, sort of the, the spiritual seasons, kind of the, the, the sort of the church seasons or whatever, I think also play a larger part in our home because they're quite a good way of learning. So, so therefore, you know, Lent, I'm sure most people across the nation have pancakes on Shrove Tuesday, and then we sort of enter the season of Lent. And I'm always very impressed with my Catholic friends actually, sort of during Lent and particularly during Holy Week, and how they very, very much enter into the sorrow and the pain of it. And I'm not sure that I'm quite so good at doing that, but I'm um, I did have a a sort of Anglican upbringing. So I'm hoping, I hope that some of that comes into our home. So we sort of have sort of Lent and then Holy Week, which we probably do quite a lot of extra things in Holy Week and sort of the weeks leading up. And then Easter, which is just a fantastic celebration, which I'm sure a lot of people do. So I wonder whether the things might be different in a home educating family is that we have that whole season of Lent and certainly in our household holy week which we really can enter into and think about and do lots of lots of activities as well as some kind of thoughtfulness things as well so in a sense to prepare us for easter
0: that's quite interesting isn't it that actually sometimes yes the big the big celebrations everybody does whether whether you're home educating or not maybe as you say that's it's the lead-up we've just got a little bit more flexibility with with organizing our time in that lead-up that we can bring those in can't we so what are some of the active well, this year I talking about activities and of course with lockdown activities are kind of limited in some ways. but what sort of things do you get up to? Are you going to be doing interesting activities with your family even with lockdown this year? Yeah, that's
1: another really good question and actually that makes me think that in fact a lot of the things we do are actually based around our home. Now, I've never realised that before, but <laughs> I guess we sort of nearer the time, we would have Easter egg hunts at church and maybe meet up with friends or sort of for some Easter visits. But actually, a lot of things we do um, are actually at home. So I'll, I'll say a few and then I'm actually going to put them down in a in a blog post as well. So anybody can kind of have a look at that if they want some other ideas. I think the other thing is to think that when I certainly sort of, you know, in the past years I've looked at people's I've heard people talking about Easter or anything Christmas whatever and heard and read blog posts oh that's a good idea must do that must do that must do that must do that and this is absolutely not <laughs> to um just to, to, to put any pressure on people to do that because if you remember, think you know our oldest child is now 19 um a young adult and actually these are all things we haven't done these things every year these are all things we've done at various different times over 19 years so if you're listening to this, please don't feel any pressure. But you know, there might be one or two things that you think, "Oh, that would be nice to add to my my particular toolkit for this particular Easter or Holy Week."
0: Oh, I definitely, so, I would definitely echo that, Molly, because um, I know exactly what you mean about seeing other people's lovely photographs of what they've done and so on, and thinking, "Oh, I'd love to do that," and "Love to do that," and of course you. Guys- there's only so much time and you've got only got so much energy and so many resources so I think yes it's very important to just choose something and and maybe if you want to add something in it it might be to do a swap maybe (laughs) take something else out and of course as the children get older you can you can do more things in different ways because they are more capable as they get older of, of taking charge of what they want to do
1: yeah no that's absolutely right I think sort of starting from the beginning of Lent and we haven't always done this every year but um uh, I think actually I might do it next year again because our youngest was quite young when I did it last time. We we read there's a we've mentioned him before at Christmas time. Arnold Tree eyed, and I can't remember if that's how you say his name. Do you remember?
0: <laughs> um, and oh, his, website, several, been, his website has a, a guide to pronouncing his name. Um, oh, that's I, it I can't remember it now myself. I feel very bad. I'm very sorry, Arnold. But he is a
1: most wonderful author, and he's written the, just a gorgeous book called Amon's Adventure. Um, which is leading up to to Easter. Um, And we've read that before in the past. And that is something you sort of start at the beginning of Lent and read all the way through Lent. And that was absolutely wonderful, really lovely. Um, And we haven't done that this year, but I think I might do that next year. So that's a lovely thing that sort of prepares us all the way through. And I think that would be useful. I think that would be for anybody of any faith, because it's actually, although it's talking about the death of Jesus, it's actually, there are a lot of historical things in it. And it's and it's just a really good story. Um, so I think it's quite a good learning thing just just to understand why we celebrate Easter in this country and around the world. So I think that would be good. You know, I'd recommend that for absolutely anybody of any faith, um, or none. I think that's a good one. Um, and then the things that we do because as a Christian family, we often then do something if we haven't done that, we'll just do something during Holy Week. I'll get something off online or or just find find something so that we just do some kind of family just sort of short devotion every morning that's obviously or evening normally actually now the kids are older um, and that can be quite difficult when you've got kids of you know older kids and if, if your kids have then gone to college or uni or whatever but but that's something else we do something I've got this this year and I'm sure you've probably got it anyway but I've never we listen to Handel's Messiah at Christmas but I've got St John's Passion the um, Bach and somebody did a—I will have to put the link in. Somebody's done like a, um, a program that you can kind of study it with your kids for home-educated kids, um, and it's just lovely. And I've, I've downloaded that, and so we've—I've been starting using that with the girls, and I've actually bought the CD as well, so we can have the whole house filled with it. And um, and I have to say, I didn't know about that at all, so that's a new one on us. So I'm sure a lot of people will already who are more musically minded than me will already know about that one. But that's—but that is lovely. Um, having some Easter music we have the I am statements there are seven I am statements I am the way the truth and life I am lots of them and I've made a I made a banner out of those quite a few years ago and I put that out and then we sometimes we use that as our sort of holy week devotion thing and um, we just we'd, we maybe learn some of those they're all from John's gospel um, and we just kind of talk about those each week each day during holy week then we just do lots of, I think we do lots of fun things as well. We have an Easter tree that we decorate. So we end sort of the, the week, I guess leading up to Easter, probably Holy Week, we sort of start to decorate Palm Sunday with palms. Oh, that's a fun one we did, making palm Sundays, as in D A E, ice creams. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I, love I think, yeah, you do it once a year. I think ice cream and then bits of mint from as so far as I can remember, it's just stuff I've had in the garden all around. For the palms, with little bits of chocolate, you know, for the stones. Even if I, if they don't cry out, even the stones will cry out. um I, You can use your imagination. I'm sure there's lots on Pinterest. <laughs> but a palm Sunday is quite a fun thing to do. <laughs> we always tend to make Easter cards. This year, one of my daughters made some salt dough um, crosses to give to our neighbours. It's a little Easter tree that we decorate and. We put a um, a wreath outside the door with Easter eggs in. Do you remember one year you and some others came round and we made we did felted Easter eggs? Do you remember? Yeah. yeah. So we've got we've got that. They were really fun. If anyone's not done felting before, it's a bit dangerous, little ones. But that is really really fun. Polystyrene and and wool and a felting needle, and you stab it. In. <laughs> That's fun. So um,
0: I'll um, issue the video version of this talk because while Molly's explaining that, she's been pounding her hand with her, with her imaginary felting pin, looking quite <laughs> satisfied at the prospect. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. There's definitely a good thing. Um,
1: baking is good I'm sure everybody has their own favorite um, you know rice crispy cakes or similar cake or whatever so we sort of tend to have those things every year um I'm just trying to look through oh a Passover meal we've always done a Passover meal actually and that actually as the kids have got older it's become a little bit more um complicated so we sort of try and do it a little bit more and I was thinking about this I'd be very interested if we have any Jewish listeners because I think that as Christians, we celebrate a Passover meal on Monday, Thursday, but I don't think that that's your Passover meal. I think your Passover festival is probably a different time and I'd be really interested to know. So if you have any Jewish listeners, please, would you let us know? We have a cross that one of my kids made when he did a carpentry course a while ago and we put that outside the house. And actually last year, when we were all in lockdown, we sort of put different displays outside the house every year, uh, every sort of day during Holy Week. And then obviously Easter Day, so with nice breakfast. And I, I, I try to buy the kids each a, a some sort of Christian book or maybe a downloadable Audible or something um, for Easter Day as well so they have a, a kind of Christian book on the table at Easter time along with Easter eggs. So, yeah, so that sounds a bit overwhelming. And we don't do everything every year, but I love Easter, <laughs> as you can see. <laughs>
0: yeah i could definitely tell how enthusiastic you are for easter molly um it's very interesting isn't it because easter's got that lovely it's the new you know it connects with the new spring and the new hope and the new the growth and the you know hopefully the sun might be shining on easter sunday or nearabouts and um, especially this year when we've come out of quite you know some really quite difficult times and dark times and i think that that sort of newness is going to be i think quite encouraging for people and you very briefly touched on kind of the sort of the other side of easter that kind of sorrow and pain and and talked about your catholic friends who you feel kind of address that better it's interesting actually because i was thinking about easter and thinking about the poem which i remember reading quite some time ago which is called um it's actually called christmas is really for the children i'm just going to read that Uh, It's it's poem by steve turner christmas is really for the children especially for children who like animals, stables, stars and babies wrapped in swaddling clothes. Then there are wise men, kings in fine robes, humble shepherds and a hint of rich perfume. Easter is not really for the children unless accompanied by a cream-filled egg. It has whips, blood, nails, a spear and allegations of body snatching. It involves politics, God, and the sins of the world. It is not good for people of a nervous disposition. They would do better to think on rabbits, chickens, and the first snowdrop of spring. Or they'd do better to wait for a rerun of Christmas without asking too many questions about what Jesus did when he grew up or whether there's any connection. And I was thinking about the fact that, um, you know, he's contrasting that kind of, the bright cheeriness of Christmas and, and obviously there is that happy side of Easter on Easter Sunday, but with that kind of darker side and the story of Jesus and so on. And I was thinking about how actually, in some ways, if you can address that, if that's something, you know, you, you can talk about with your children, it helps to understand about the place of solemnity and sorrow and also the place, if you have a Christian faith, of hope. That after that sad time, the Good Friday, the dark moments, then there is the hope of Easter. Easter Sunday and and the the happier times and the the connection with Jesus the, the rising yeah. from the dead, so that's you know that's why Easter is very special but it has both sides to it the mm-hmm. celebration doesn't it? Yeah, I think that's such a that's such a lovely
1: poem. I'd love you to put the link in that in the blog because then I can look it up. I do wonder whether we've become quite risk averse in our society, which you can kind of see if for any of our kids who are into outdoors activities, there's just so many forms to fill in and such a lot of indemnity and all the rest of it. I just see the comparison with when I read, because I guess as home educating families, often we often read our kids books from the sort of classics don't we and so we sort of just read how life used to be like in Victorian times or Edwardian times or you know even further back and just the fact that life and death and sickness and sorrow and joy and celebration they all sort of seem to mingle a lot more didn't they? And I just wonder whether in our society we're we're just not that comfortable with, as you said, with sort of the the pain and the sorrow and death and sickness. And I, and I know I, I know I'm not. I know I find that really difficult. I'd, I'd far rather live in a nicely happy world. But but I think that this year has, has made all of us. It's been hard for all of us. And and I think Easter is actually a, might be a really good time. In a sense, sort of at the end of this. Hopefully, at the end of this particular season. That actually we can kind of talk about that, what it's like to be, to be living. At a time when actually there's quite a lot of fear around, there's quite a lot of anxiety, where the future's uncertain, you know, a bit more uncertain. We can kind of talk about and kind of just how we hold those different things with our kids, and and maybe for us as well, it might it could be quite a positive thing, a time for kind of a reflection, if that makes sense. Um, but actually, that as you as you absolutely say, certainly for those of us with a Christian faith, that you know that there is actually hope, and it is actually the fact that Jesus does absolutely give us hope for our future whatever however that looks like
0: so I think that's quite I could be quite especially pertinent for this year. Yes it'd be interesting to hear if any um, of our listeners have their experiences of you know how they celebrate Easter what do you feel are you feeling different about Easter this year than you have in the past this is our kind of our second lockdown Easter I remember looking ahead last year and thinking we can't have Easter with people that we love in the normal way And how is that going to be so strange, not being able to be in churches together and so forth, kind of got used to that way of life. So, again, we're looking at it with like different eyes again this year, aren't we? The the Easter time, the time off, the time together as family, the time together as family, when a lot of us have been far too much together as family, more than we would have wanted. And, you know, there's different dynamics going on all the time, aren't there? I'd be very interested to hear from any of our listeners. But I think that wraps up, wraps up what we have going to say about Easter for this, this episode. It's been really good talking to you and I hope you've been able to find something useful from what we've said. Look forward to speaking to you again soon. Cheerio.